Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Ready, set, and begin. Greetings, salutations, and hello to all of my listeners, my unlucky lounge rats. It's good to have you joining us back here on the Radio Waves for another episode of Draft and Draft Friday Night Podcast Edition. My name is Corey, your limited lore master, denizen of this, the Unlucky Lounge. And joining me as always is the 2-2 that's always there for you on turn two. And turns out that he can make a mean drink too. His name is Borak. Borak! How you feeling this post-Thanksgiving Day episode? Oh, <laughs> sorry friends. It looks like Borak is still a little sleepy from some leftover turkey that we had from Thanksgiving. But, you know, even with him napping a little bit, we can still dive in and have a great time with some more Kaladesh Remastered. But before we get to that, a few bits of housekeeping and upkeeping. As always, this podcast is brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network. Check them out, bleav.com, or wherever you download your audio goodness. And as always, this show is out there for all of you. And friends, we have had a lot of new listeners lately. To everyone, new and old, it's so wonderful to have you joining us. Thank you for giving us your time. And hey, if you want to find us on socials, on Twitter, Draft and Draft Corey, on Instagram, Corey Demon Enriquez. Also on YouTube, Draft and Draft Corey. We're starting to widen the scope of what this show and the Unlucky Lounge can do. And our last episode was a live, real pack opening of Commander Legends. Six packs for a sealed deck for the coming Command Fest 3. So take a look at that. They complement each other to get you a visual on what we have going on in the latest Magic set. And also, if this show is giving you some enjoyment, explore our Patreon patreon.com backslash draft and draft put that directly into the url you can also find it here in the episode description thank you for all my patrons and thank you to all of my listeners you truly help keep the lights on here in the unlucky lounge well friends housekeeping is all done the sorcerer's broom is put back into the conjurer's closet which was quite helpful after this massive thanksgiving feast you can still hear borak in the background taking a snooze but you know with all of the mess of great different ingredients that can be found in a thanksgiving meal you can find very similar ingredients in the draft format of Kaladesh. And hopefully we'll dig at some of those really cool accoutrements and little pieces and garnishes that make up a pretty awesome limited format. But before we get to pick one, pack one, let's take a second to celebrate all of you. Friends, wherever you are, grab a drink, grab a snack, grab a celebration, because it's time for the untapped step. Cheers to all of my friends. Ah, all right. The draft queue is ready and we are set to begin. Pick one, pack one. The top cards are all in the uncommon and rare slot. We've got Aetherborn Marauder, the three and a black 2-2 two, two flying lifelink that can move counters onto it when it ETBs. It's a fine card, but you really want to be dedicated into something that can produce a lot of plus one, plus one counters. Aether Hub is stunning. Great card. Uh, but next to it is an equally stunning card in Harness Lightning, one in a red. You choose the target creature, then you get three energy. You can pay any to deal that much damage to that creature. But the rare is kind of fighting against 
Harness Lightning, and that's Life Crafter's Bestiary. Three colorless artifact, beginning of your upkeep, you scry one, and when you cast a creature spell, you can pay a green, and if you do, draw a card. It's an artifact, it kits us into green, which I always like drafting, especially because green has such great routes to get a lot of color shenanigans going on, and I do love color shenanigans, and this card also helps fuel us to the end game, get some extra card drawing, so we're going to take the Life Crafter's Bestiary, if only because I, I like playing with rares as well. I mean, friends out there listening, I'm willing to bet that you might have a similar feel to me in that department. Rare's the best. Especially sometimes when you make a bad rare work. It's beautiful stuff. Pick two, pack one. The rare is a mythic. It's Paradox Engine. Uh, a great card for Constructed, not for us here. Uh, we have, for the uncommon, still left in the pack, Blossoming Defense, which is a great trick if you are in any kind of green aggressive deck. Plus two, plus two, and Hexproof for one green instant. Uh, there's a Restoration Specialist, one and a white for a two-one. You sack it and you return one artifact or one enchantment from your graveyard to your hand but I think I'm going to take out of this pack the Aether Chaser. This card is format defining, 2-1 for 1 and a red. First strike, you get 2 energy, and then you can pay 2 energy to make a servo. Card's amazing. Always like having that in the pool. And if in the end, with Lifecrafter's Bestiary, we pick up, say, a Prophetic Prism, and we're just like using that to feel some green, it'll be fine. Uh, but also, I've, I've found some success in green-red thus far, so no complaints on that end. Uh, pick three, pack one. We see in Uncommons two very spicy ones. One being Visionary Augmentor. 2-1, Fabricate 2 for two, white, white, great card. There's also a Fabrication Module. And man, that goes really nicely with the Aether Chaser that we just picked up. There's also a Reckless Fireweaver, which I would love to table. That could be a really nice piece if we're starting to build some kind of artifact-supported build with a little bit of energy kind of going in and out there. Uh, fabrication module is nice, but it is a massive tempo dump, so you just need to be a little bit careful. Uh, besides that, there's a Cogworkers Puzzle Knot, Adventures Goggles, Renegade Map, all of which are really great. There's also a Propeller Pioneer, but I think for now, I'm going to take the Fabrication Module. If we can end up with like establishing some stuff on the ground, a card like this can generate a good amount of energy, close out the game. Whenever we play cards like Aether Chaser, we also get a counter on something. Sign me up. I am down. Pick four, pack one. There is a Servo Schematic left in the uncommon slot. It's a two-costing artifact that makes a 1-1. One, one. Colorless Servo Creature Token when it ETBs or is put into a graveyard from the battlefield. It's a nice little card. Not too shabby. Uh, looking at the energy stuff, because right now, even though we are one card deep in colors, which is Aether Chaser, and Life Crashes Bestiary, I would like to get some green going on with that. What I really want to do is look at this energy uh, thing that I got going on. And the only energy card right now in the pack is Aether Poisoner. 1-1 one, one for 1 to black, a death touch, you get 2 energy when it attacks, you can make that servo. It's not a bad follow-up, and even though colors are relevant, because there's so many color things that could be going in and around, uh, I think that it's important for us to draft that deck and draft to the synergy, rather than drafting to, say, a color pair. Oh, wow. Well, we took the Aether Poisoner, but... You know, now we're going to take this Era of Invention. Wow, that's really cool. So, this is another one of those engine cards. And in Kaladesh Remaster, you definitely want to have some engine cards. 
This is one of the blue for an enchantment. When an artifact or artificer enters the battlefield, you may pay one. If you do, you get two energy. Then you pay six energy, sack it, and draw three cards. This gets the energy going. This gets the engine going. I love this card. If we can end up in any amount of Grixis energy stuff, like that could be pretty cool. Why, hello there, sleepyhead Borok. We are in the middle of Friday Night Podcast right now. Still taking a nap, I see? It's okay, man. Hey, it's Thanksgiving. Having a little nap time is always a good time. And look, we've got some kind of ridiculous energy thing brewing right now. What do you think? And he's back asleep. Well, let him rest it off. I definitely get the trip to fame in my system, and I crash pretty hard as well. But let's get back to what we have going on here. Pick six, pack one. Uh, the best cards in the pack, Cogworkers Puzzle Knot. Nice. Not looking to go into token wise strategies. There is a Thriving Turtle. Uh, I like Thriving Turtle. It's nice with like our different energy things we have going on. So I think that's like pretty reasonable. This is an example of a card I would I would play, and just the way the deck is ending up right now, I would save that energy for something better. Uh, but the Lifecrafters Bestiary is starting to fall off a little bit, but no green signals have really come around to us, so unfortunate, but I think that's pretty reasonable. Wow! Pick seven pack one, another cog worker's puzzle knot. No respect for the puzzle knot. Maybe people know something more than I do. What we are gonna take though is this Aether Swooper. One in a blue for a one-two flyer. ETBs, you get two energy, and then on the attack you pay two, and you get a servo. Nice with the fabrication module, nice with our era of innovation. And you know, I'm pretty happy with that being in pick seven of pack one. Like, clearly something's going on with blue. It seems pretty open, and hey, there we go. Pick eight, pack one, the last new pack. We see a Gear Seeker Serpent. This is a good place for Gear Seeker Serpent. We're making a lot of servos off of energy, and we've got the fabrication module, and I can see getting a number of additional artifacts as this draft goes along, so let's, uh, let's take that as a good way to close out a game and go to our table pack, which we see a bunch of white cards, a Shipwreck Moray, but we do see a Dukara Peafowl. The 2-4 for 4 colors, Artifact Creature Bird, you pay 1 blue and it gets flying till end of turn. This is a pretty good one. Uh, it's it's not spectacular, but it's keeping us in blue. And right now, we are like between Aether Poisoner, Aether Chaser, and honestly, Life Crafter's Bestiary is in that equation as well. I'm kind of keeping myself as open as I possibly can with the artifacts we have going on, and maybe letting what happens in uh, Pack 2 kind of figure out where we're going to go from there. I would love to still play that rare, but we'll see how long we can hold on to it. Uh, Tesseract Ambition will take nice card draw, especially if we end up getting into control matchups. Uh, into pick 11, pack 1. There's an Inventor's Goggles still in this pack. This card is the business. For one colorless, it's a artifact equipment. Equip creature gets plus 1, plus 2. You equip for 2, or whenever an artificer enters the battlefield, you can attach Inventor's Goggles onto it. The card is real. Alright, pick 12, pack 1. There's Subtle Strike or Cathartic Reunion. So, I mean, we're, we're probably in the right colors here. I will end up taking the Cathartic Reunion. I... I do like the Subtle Strike, but I don't think we're really one of those attacky-based decks. And now we're at garbage time, so we're kind of open. We want to be blue, maybe red, maybe black, and trying to let Pack 2 tell us what to do. Whoa! Speaking of letting the packs tell us what to do, ask and you shall receive Noxious Gear Hulk. The Black Gear Hulk is here! Yeah, that's right, Borok. Noxious Gear Hulk. It is... 
an insane mythic rare, four colors, black, black, menace, five, four. When it ETBs, you destroy another target creature and you gain life equal to the toughness of the creature destroyed this way. It's insane. This card's great. And we're kind of flirting between red and black alongside blue. This is a nice kind of pull into it. Sadly, there's a Whirler Virtuoso in this pack as well, but we can't pass up Noxious Gear Hulk. Am I right, Borok? And he's asleep again. Awake for the Mythic Rares, asleep for everything else. Classic Borok, love it. Pick two, pack two. We are not seeing too much good here for us. There is, in this pack, uh, the rare still there, Rishkar. It's not really where we're going, especially because green, and I do want to make this Noxious Gear Hulk work now. Uh, there is a Thopter Arrest, though, in this pack. Hard removal is a good thing in this format. Uh, there's just so many different kinds of decks, and the fact that this can hit a vehicle is pretty important and something we don't have quite yet. So, at this point, I will prioritize trying to get some color fixing uh, to maybe make room for this white card in our blue-black artifact deck, but... Even if I miss out on it, there's really nothing else that's pulling me to pick it. Maybe a Malphus Squad uh, as a Artificer for Era of Innovation, but I'd much rather just take this hard piece of removal that maybe we'll get there, maybe we'll not. Let's go to pick three, pack two. Now comes the time we have to choose between greed and stability. Two uncommons left in the pack, Fretwork Colony and Cloud Blazer. Oh my gosh, I do love Cloud Blazer. 2-2 two, two, for 5, 3 white, blue, flying, ETBs, gain 2 life, draw 2 cards, but there's also a renegade map. I think, for now, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go a little greedy, and I think I'm going to take the Cloud Blazer. I know, I know, I should be a good content creator and just take the renegade map, but I could also be a good unlucky lounge rat and just take the extra splash color card. You know what? This is going to work out. I have plenty of time still to find a Renegade map or a Prophetic Prism. This will work out. Okay, we're doing it. Pick four, pack two. We see another Aether Swooper. Uh, besides that, there's a lot of other random stuff. There's an a Aether Theorist, which is nice, but I mean, Aether Swooper is the truth. It's reality, and it's great. Ooh, and we get to follow that up with a Tezzeret's Touch. Hmm. We are in blue-black. It is pretty good. This is an enchantment aura that I've really been, you know, kind of back and forth on. It can all of a sudden like make one of your thopters larger, which is nice, and a five-five body is pretty relevant. Besides that, there's a thriving turtle. I think our deck is moving more towards the control aspect, so I think I'm just gonna take the Tezzeret's touch. At this point, I might look for an implement or two. I might look for uh, prophetic prism, definitely with our two white cards. Prophetic Prism would be really nice if we could find it. Uh, pick six, pack two. Embrawl Bruiser, three one for uh, one and a black. ETB's tapped, but if you have an artifact, it has Menace. This card is doing some work. Besides that, there's a Live Fast, but we're doing pretty good on Monosynx right now, as it were. So I think I'm gonna just take the three one. It's nice early game, can force an awkward block, and I think in our deck, it's going to consistently have Menace. Aether Poisoner, we're gonna take out a pick seven, pack two. Still no fixing. Come on, we're looking for some kind of fixing. That would be real magical. Ooh, pick eight, pack two. It's between a third Aether Poisoner or a Fen Hauler. Hmm, it's pretty close, I think. For now, I'm just going to take the extra energy. I do want to get my hand out early, and that's nice. Aether Trade Winds, I will happily take. 
uh, buy back one of our energy producing cards and bounce one of their permanents. That's a nice little uh, place to be. And now we're going to move to garbage time. So we didn't find any fixing here after we took that Cloud Blazer. Clearly somebody else in this draft is going with multiple color shenanigans. In the end, if this deck doesn't get to play the Thopter Arrest or Cloud Blazer, it's still doing a thing. And it's still doing a thing pretty well. Now we'll take the Smine Rot pretty late. So I, I'm willing to still chalk this deck up to it. It's still doing okay. I just, I want to find some color fixing, particularly Prophetic Prism with the Tezzeret's Touch and be able to make some stuff work. And ooh, talk about Magical Christmas Land, my listeners. What if I'm able to Aether Tradewinds, the Noxious Gear Hulk to bounce back and destroy something else? And oh, Select for Inspection came a little late there. We might actually play that with some of the ETB effects we have going on too. Like it's not terrible for us to bounce our own thing and then make something happen. Whoa, this is a card I haven't played with yet. Oh, exciting. Pick one, pack three. We're going back between greed and power. So the rare is Bristling Hydra. It's the green Hydra that you pay energy. It gets counters and hexproof that turn when you pay the energy. Uh, Servant of the Conduit and Whirler Maker. Whirler Maker is not a card to sleep on, especially if you don't have a Mana Sink in your deck. But this pick is going to boil down to two cards. One being Underhanded Designs and one being Prophetic Prism. Prophetic Prism, of course, is the color fixing we're looking for. But Underhanded Designs... This is a pretty nifty enchantment for our deck. It's one in a black whenever an artifact enters the battlefield under your control. You can pay one. If you do, you drain your opponent for one. And then if you control two artifacts, it's got an activated ability of one in a black to destroy a creature. I love Prophetic Prism in this deck, but Underhanded Designs is going to give us an alternate win con along with a removal spell. Yeah, I... Sorry, Prophetic Prism. I think we're just going to take it for now. Man, I, I'm really kicking myself for not taking fixing more here. I don't think we're going to get there with Thopter Arrest or Cloud Blazer at this point. Pick 2, pack 3. Disallow is the rare. I might actually take it, if only because at this moment, there's nothing in this pack that's really exciting me. The other two uncommons, uh, third oh uh, no, actually, it wasn't an uncommon taken out of this pack. It was a common. Uh, the three uncommons are Airdrop Aeronites, Armorcraft Judge, and Demolition Stomper. The 10-7 for 6 crew, 5. None of those cards... It's something that we want to play, and I'm pretty happy uh, allowing a Disallow to make it into our deck. I'm so funny, aren't I, listeners? Pick three, pack three, still no fixing. You know, if we have to let that Thopter Arrest and Cloud Blazer go, I'll do it with some Chagrin. But I would really love to play them, although I think maybe I would want a little bit more fixing than just one card. What I will take is a Make Obsolete out of this pack. This is a card that has been pretty clutch for me in these games of Kaladesh Remastered. Two and a black for an instant. Creatures your opponent's control get minus one, minus one till end of turn. It's like a half of a removal spell and also can deal with some pretty tricky cards like the two different Fabricate 2 uncommons in white and black. So I'll, I'll take that somewhat happily. Oh man, pick four. Four, pack three. So, we have a hidden stockpile here. I love this card. I don't think we're quite there. There is a Dynavolt Tower, though. I'm interested in this Dynavolt Tower. With the Fabrication Module, it's not completely out of the realm of possibilities. Dynavolt Tower, three colorless for an artifact. When you cast an instant or sorcery, you get two energy, and then you pay five 
to deal three damage to any target. Now, at the moment, we're not very flush with instants or sorceries. In fact, right now, I believe looking at this deck, we'll play three, maybe four. But we are making a lot of other energy off of other sources. So maybe this card will be fine. I'm not sure, but let's keep it rolling. Pick five, pack three. Second, Tezzeret's Touches in the pack. Night Market Lookout. Oh, that card is is a lot of heart for me from our last Friday Night Podcast. Sadly, that deck only went 3-3, but it was fun to play it nonetheless. Uh, area, Night Market Area not as good. Uh, I think I'll probably just take this Ice over. It is removal, and since I don't think we're going to play our white cards, I'd rather just have that. Oh, Leaving the Dust is a nice pickup, and the second Hidden Stockpile. Ooh, boy, friends. If you ever have a deck, you have the opportunity to play two hidden stockpiles it's gas just sack a servo scry one and then make two at end of turn sweet we're not there on the white though we're just not going to get there so we're going to take this leave in the dust it's a nice bit of interaction late in pack three uh next up it's the choice between dukara peafowl and second inventor's goggles i'm willing to bet we are going to play all five of our artificers maybe we take a second inventor's goggle am i a little crazy on that Boron come on. Oh, he's starting to drool a little bit. It's fine. I'll clean the counter later. I'll just take a second to car Peafowl and be okay about it. Uh, pick eight, pack three. Not a lot going on here for us. There is a Tezzeret's Ambition for our second one or Weld Fast Wingsmith. I have not been impressed by this card. Uh, it was pretty okay and passable in the original Kaladesh, but right now, not so interested. I'll take this Foundry Screecher as another flyer. Another card that has not been impressive to me but i'll take it nonetheless whoa we tabled the prophetic prism wow does that change everything i don't think it changes everything but it might change some things Borak, how are you sleeping through all the people talking around here and me being so excited i wish i could sleep that well garbage time we're at we'll take a hinter hall drake much rather play that over the foundry's creature Oh man, the hidden stockpiles are just coming around. And the te second Tezzeret's Touch did table. I'm telling you. Uh, oh my gosh, and the hidden stockpile number two. Oh my goodness. Garbage time in pack three was ridiculous. We picked up two hidden stockpiles, a second Tezzeret's Touch. Oh wow. Listeners, I... Wow, I'm flabbergasted. This... Deck got so strange so quickly. It makes me almost want to have taken the Renegade map over the Cloud Blazer, but that's just that's just you know hindsight is is 50-50. But I'm gonna take a second to just kind of be stunned by what happened in this draft and try to make something happen here. I'm willing to bet we won't make the white happen, but we'll still end up. Probably playing the Prophetic Prism, if only for another artifact. And it's pretty nice with a Tezzeret's Touch. In any case, go ahead, take care of yourself, all my listeners. Uh, I'll see you back in just a bit. This deck is weird and nutty and also kind of cool. Welcome back, all of my unlucky lounge rats. I hope you refreshed, refueled, and glad to see you've returned to talk about this blue-black 
artifact deck that was surprisingly tabling some gas that we're not even going to end up playing in our deck in pack number three. So the highlights of the deck, the top end. First and foremost, we have to talk about Noxious Gear Hulk, the mythic black gear hulk that we magically found at the beginning of pack two. Sweet, but one good card a deck does not make. But we do have kind of a trinity of interesting cards that are going to lead to different gameplay decisions, depending on how we draw it alongside the other cards that are in our hand. These cards include Underhand Designs, the Drainer and Long-Term Creature Kill spell, Fabrication Module, and Dynavolt Tower. All these cards have ways of us eking out damage and extra resources beyond just card draw. So I, I'm actually pretty excited to see those cards do what they do best. When it comes to the final couple of cards and cuts, there were some tough choices I had to make. First off, even though we had Prophetic Prism, we just, we can't make it work, unfortunately, to put the white cards in. Though we have Cloudblazer and Thopter Arrest and Double Hidden Stockpile, by playing those cards, it doesn't make our deck better. It's going to make them worse. I think we should really stay on the two colors. If we had a few more things, maybe in the Revolt world, I would maybe consider playing them. But we don't. And since we don't, I just think that we're going to stick with Black-Blue. But we'll still play the Prophetic Prism for some artifact considerations. Era of Invention, Aether Tradewinds to draw an extra card, and, you know, reducing the cost on our Gear Seeker Serpent. So with white ruled out, we then kind of came down to one or two cards to leave in the main. This includes one of our two Tezzeret's Touches, a Hinterland Drake as a 2-3 flyer that can block, but what we ended up putting in for our 23rd card was Thriving Turtle. Wait, did you say mm, Turtle? Yes, Mr. Turtle, your brethren is in the deck. <gasps> oh, I love Turtle Time! <laughs> We're definitely turtling it up. It is slow deck time, no doubt. But we have a lot of ways to push through damage uh, beyond attacking. We've got some cool attritioning with our triple Aether Poisoner. I think red matchups are going to be pretty weak for us because there's a lot of one damage running around between Aether Touch Renegade and the red Puzzle Knot. But if we see a red deck, we'll just kind of be conscious and really use that Poisoner in the right time where we can maybe get a little extra value off of say having a fabrication module on the board or maybe having dynavolt tower and then using the energy to fuel cards like aether swooper but that's enough explaining the deck borak is still chilling out you sleep buddy you can take this one off but let's get to playing the games y'all it is friday night podcast game time folks we're starting off our first game with this deck on the play Three lands, Island, Island Swamp, Era of Innovation, Fabrication Module, Dukara Peafowl, and Tessert's Ambition. I mean, it's a nice curve, it doesn't impact the board, but the fact that we're on the play, I think we keep this. We don't get much better going down to six, I think. Uh, sure hope to draw one of our energy cards in our first card draw, that would be nice. Or even uh, in our next card draw, I would take that too. Drew our Prophetic Prism, opponents played a Forest, so we'll lead with Era of Innovation. And then uh, we can play the Prism next turn, pay the one. I'm hoping that they don't play a creature on turn two, because then we can really start to establish they did not. Exciting. So we'll go Era of Innovation into Prophetic Prism, gain two energy, draw a card. Uh, and then we get to go into Takar Peafowl, just start to make some stuff happen. 
We're starting to turn our wheels a little bit, as it were. A second swamp. Now I have five lands. Opponent thus far has gone forest, forest, island. They play mobile garrison for their card. We just drew our Aether Poisoner, though. Okay, so that's not too bad. What I might do here... Hmm, this is kind of interesting. I would like to sequence this the right way, if there is one. So I could go Fabrication Module into Aether Poisoner. And then we can start to build some counters on the things we have going on. It's not bad. Although, playing the Poisoner right now would stop us. I think right now I'm... I'm okay, I'm okay where I'm at, so I think I'll just play the Fabrication Module as opposed to feeling like I need to force out some stuff on the battlefield. They might be able to hit us for three, but we'll take our medicine. They play Nimble Inventor. The 2-2 two, two for four that draws a card. That's going to allow them to crew their mobile garrison. Not irrelevant, so we're going to get hit for three. That's fine. And next turn, we're going to be able to play our Aether Poisoner and then also gain more energy. We've now gotten to our six land drop, so I, more and more I'm, I'm pretty happy with uh, the choices I've made in my sequencing. Uh, this is definitely one of those hands that you just have to sequence so carefully. But I, I feel pretty happy about the sequencing here. We're also going to, uh, with the way this is sequencing, we're going to be able to put two counters onto the Aether Poisoner, making it a 3-3 because of Era of Innovation and the Fabrication Module. So they're going to have to potentially spend actual removal to deal with what we have going on. So that's that's pretty cool. And we also now have Era of Innovation online to draw three cards, which I, I might actually just kind of spend that off right now. We're going to be left still with two energy. You know what? I'll, I'll hold. They can't really attack unless they want to attack with their mobile garrison, which is not, not bad. But I think, you know, actually considering that Era of Innovation is doing a lot of work with the Fabrication Module, maybe we just hold. They play Hinterland Drake, I think I'm just going to say sure on that, and if they want to attack with their 3-4, I think I'll just take my medicine one more turn, because next turn we get to play Dukara Peafowl, pay a colorless with Air of Innovation. Oh, they just Nature's Wade. Our 3-3. Three, three. Oh, that's a real bummer. Well, well we're, we'll still be able to get some more board established next turn. Really need to draw something nice. I think I'm willing to actually crack this Air of Innovation now, maybe? Ugh, oh, I don't know. I think I'm going to hold off for at least one more turn so I can produce a little more energy with Dukara Peafowl, but we're at 12 already. I mean, this is this is what the uh, the the blue-black deck does. It it really tries to stall the board out. We drew Make Obsolete, so our hand right now is Tezzert's Ambition and Make Obsolete. So at least, though, we have a 3-5 flying. So we have a blocker. They need another very good piece of removal, I think. I mean, they could have Malfunction, and then they really get to get us for more damage. But we do get to crack the Era of Innovation if they don't have a way to interact with the Dukara Peafowl. We get an extra turn. I think we're going to be able to recover. Let's, let's hope they don't have something to remove this Dukara Peafowl. They've got Shrewd Negotiation. Oh, wow, but they're going to exchange the mobile garrison. Hmm. Well, it's going to happen, unfortunately. Shoot negotiation, exchange, control, target artifact. You control and target artifact a creature you don't control. Man. Don't think there's anything I can do about that. Yeah, we're going to have to resolve it. It, it could have been worse, but 
at least we now have a pretty decent out to drawing our Gear Hulk to maybe get some traction back in this game. We're going to activate the Era of Innovation, and we draw Make Obsolete, Ice Over, and Inventor's Goggles. That's not going to help as much as I would like for it to. We're at 8 at the moment. I suppose I could... Tezzard's Ambition... Ice over the Drake to stop an attacker. Hmm. Now, if we could have only drawn a creature, this would have been totally fine. I think we have to start, though, by drawing some cards and maybe trying to build to a plan next turn. Alright, well, we drew... We did draw the Noxious Gear Hulk, so... We, we have an out next turn they can't kill us. It is There is a fair chance they could. But we also drew Underhanded Designs, which is a removal spell for us at this point in the game. We can't do both. We can do one. Oh, they played Untether Express. Choo-choo. Alright. This is going to be a tight game. There is absolutely no doubt in my mind. So, our sequence here is going to be something along the lines of play Noxious Gear Hulk. Can I play the underhand designs as well? No, I think I'm a mana short for that. 7-8, so I couldn't also equip. But I will probably just play both in the end, just to try and set up for further turns. Alright, Noxious Gear Hulk, get on the table. Oh, thank goodness they didn't have a counter spell. Destroy the Jakar Peafowl. We're going to gain 5 life, go back up to 8. And we're just going to have to roll out the underhand designs here. You know, I'm really... Really hoping they don't have too much they could do um, to interact with this Gear Hulk. In the end, we can still underhanded designs their Untethered Express, which is not horrible. I would like to get some drain going with it, though, if I could. They play Lifecraft Calvary. Okay. At least it's just a 4-4. That shows me they can't make optimal choices with their plays. So now the question is, if they animate their Untethered Express... What am I going to do? They don't, actually. Oh, wow. Okay, that's that's nice. That's real nice. Okay, so we're going to go to our turn here. And we're going to draw an Aether Poisoner. Pretty pretty good stuff. Uh, so first we're going to start off on this Inventor's Goggles. Play it out. We'll get our Drain off of the Underhanded Design. Bring us back up to 9. They're at 19. Then we're going to be able to get Aether Poisoner on the battlefield. It's going to generate an energy for the Fabrication Module. And we're also going to be able to equip. That's cool. This also allows us to keep up Make Obsolete and still sacrifice underhanded designs if I need to. Uh, I will put a counter, though, I think on the Gear Hulk, maybe? No, I'm going to do it on the Poisoner, I reckon. Oh, this is tricky. The two Trample creatures are, are definitely not insignificant. I'm going to put it on the Gear Hulk. This is going to allow me to... At least block the Lifecraft Cavalry, and then the Poisoner can block the Untethered Express. We're back up to 9. We have the Mobile Garrison. Fabrication Module we can still activate as well in the sequence of this game. Oof, this is this is some real grindy matchup. My palms are getting a little sweaty. And our opponent passed through their turn. Wow. They've got two cards in hand, eight lands untapped, and they just passed through. That's really good for us. So yeah, we're, we're going to produce another energy, which is going to 
pump the Gear Hulk more? Yeah, I think I'd rather pump the Gear Hulk. Wait, actually, no, I'm going to pump the Poisoner. Because I want to actually attack with the Poisoner, I think, this turn to start to produce some more servos and get the underhanded design working more. And this will allow me to actually attack advantageously because I can make an energy on my turn. All right. All right, so we drew our 12th land. Still think we're in an okay place here. So, we're going to go to combat with the Poisoner. And even if they try to Alpha Strike us, we still have a Make Obsolete uh, in our back pocket to... Even if things go really, really south, we can cast it and prevent some damage. At minimum. I, I don't actually anticipate us having to do that. So, they're not going to block. They're, they're going to take 3, which is correct. They're at 15. We're at 10 after making the Servo and draining with underhanded designs. We're passing the turn here. This is getting close. Maybe I could have re-equipped the Inventor's Goggles to one of our creatures. But I think I'd rather keep up the Make Obsolete plus the Fabrication module. We're actually one mana short of being able to do all three things. So here we go. They've got Untethered Express, Lifecraft Cavalry, Nimble Innovator, and an Iced Over Hinterland Drake. Our board is Noxious Gear Hulk. Alongside an Aether Poisoner that is currently a 3-4 and a 1-1 Servo. We also have our Mobile Garrison still. And we can actually make an energy and put a counter on the Servo to animate the Mobile Garrison. So we do have another uh, out to doing something here. They Ice over the Aether Poisoner. Not bad. I get it because now I can't continue to produce Servos. Good news is we still have two more Poisoners. Actually one more Poisoner and two of our Aether Theorists to get some work done. Yeah, that was probably a pretty tricky choice for them. I, I totally understand where they're coming from. Yeah, they go in with no attacks again. Let's activate our fabrication module. And I'm going to... I think put a counter on the servo. This is going to allow me to animate the servo with the mobile garrison. Or animate the mobile garrison with the servo. Words are funny sometimes. So we're drawing more lands now. We have we've got our, our twelve lands. And I'm a little reticent to try and attack. But this is one of those moments where really you have to start to determine whether or not you're on the aggressive or the defensive. So if I attack with the Noxious Gear Hulk, it attacks as a six five menace, and I can put a counter on it with the fabrication module, bring it up to seven six. We can make obsolete, which would yeah, actually, I think I should do that. Because if they try to go attack with both, we can underhanded designs. And if they attack with all their stuff, we can make obsolete. But in this situation, then I think I'd probably like to attack with the mobile garrison as well. Because then I can untap the Noxious Gear Hulk and maintain uh, the board state as a, as a strong board state. And I get to also uh, untap uh, the Aether Poisoner. Oh, wow, there's a lot of things I could do here, actually. So for now, I think I'm going to actually attack with the Mobile Garrison. Yeah, let's see what they do. This is this is kind of deep cutting here. But I think I'm actually going to attack the Mobile Garrison and untap the Aether Poisoner. They're going to leave in the dust their own Mobile Garrison. Okay. It does change some stuff. In fact, I'm just going to let that one go. It is going to prevent our attacks. Oh, that's a real shame. But at least we still have underhanded designs as a backup removal spell. 
boy, this game is going long. Whew. This is classic Kaladesh to me. This is this is stuff dreams are made of, my unlucky lounge rats. This game is real clench. It's coming down to a card draw. We've got 12 lands. We're drawing pretty live right now to pretty much anything. And that Leave in the Dust was clutch. We have our own Leave in the Dust, too. Plus Dynavolt Tower. And we have 6 energy still. And we're pumping out more every turn with a Fabrication Module. They are animating their Untethered Express. It looks like they're getting a little aggressive here. That's fine. This Noxious Gear Hulk is 100% going to block whatever they choose to do now. They play Kujar Seed Sculptor. Which is going to allow it to now attack as a 6-6 with Trample. I think what they're doing is they're proposing a trade. Yes, they are. So I'm going to block with the Gear Hulk. And then I'm going to make Obsolete. They have a hidden card plus mobile garrison in hand. If this goes sideways, we underhanded design. So yeah, we're going to we're gonna block with the Gear Hulk. We'll make an energy to give it an additional counter. And then we're going to make Obsolete and hopefully... That'll get that Untethered Express off the battlefields, which would be pretty great. It is their best creature. Like, definitely on their battlefield, hopefully on the rest of their deck, but that's thinking a little bit optimistically, I reckon. And the Make Obsolete trick caused them to scoop at 15 life. Wow. A War of Attrition ends up with a W for the Unlucky Lounge. That was a grind of a match. Maybe it might just be the longest Friday night podcast game we have played thus far, but I'll tell you what, the moral of that game, sequencing is key. I think there was one turn where my opponent should have attacked. I think it was the same turn that I cast Noxious Gear Hulk, and they could have attacked with the Untether Express and offered a trade, but, you know... It's all hindsight in the end, but finding when to play your cards in the right order, depending engine cards in your deck and the fuel that keeps the engines running, like your energy creatures, and then also knowing the difference between when you are on the offensive and when you're on the defensive and making that shift at the right time, all keys to success. And I'll tell you what, this is a win I am happy to hang my hat on, but I want to know what my listeners would like to hang their hats on. Were we supposed to play white in the deck with the prism? We are giving up double hidden stockpiles, Thopter Arrest, and a Cloud Blazer. It's a lot of stuff to give up. Or maybe we weren't supposed to keep that opening hand. There was literally only one creature being a four drop, along with having a very unique curve, a lot of choices, sequencing, mulligan uh, decisions. There was so much going on. And we want to know what you think. Find us on Twitter, Draft and Draft Corey. Same on YouTube. We had a recent request where people want to see these decks play out a little bit further. And if we do, we might just pop videos on YouTube under the username Draft and Draft Corey. So find us, like, share, subscribe, check it out. If you have an opportunity as well, find us on Patreon, patreon.com backslash draft and draft. And before we wrap this up, I just wanted to say happy Thanksgiving. Black Friday, if you're going out, be careful. I'm so thankful for all of you tuning in and joining me every week, maybe a couple weeks. It doesn't matter. Thank you 
for helping me make this dream of a podcast a reality. Well, friends, I found the bottom of my drink, and so we've reached the end of this episode. My name is Corey, joined alongside a very sleepy Borok. And this has been Draft and Draft, Friday Night Podcast Edition. Now go out there and make some magical memories of your own. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.